Welcome to Tuesday Take, a weekly podcast where we sit down with Pastor James to get a little insight into life, questions, and past sermons. Our hope is to use God's Word to challenge you and encourage you so that you can see gospel restoration in your everyday life. With that, here's today's episode. Well, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. I'm here with Pastor James and Pastor Dylan. Fellas, how are you? Doing good, Shane. Shane's good to be with you, man. Good to be. Wow, that was very sweet. That was yeah. a very sweet thing to say. It is good to be with you too, Dylan. Thanks, James. Appreciate, it. appreciate that. He said it after it was uh, addressed. I just want you to know Obviously, that. he's happier to be with well, you. Well, you're the one that asked the question, Shane, first. So, yeah, Whatever. Whatever you say, man. Yeah. You guys doing well today? Can't complain. That's good. Doing life, good. Life's yeah. pretty good. good. Um, for those of you in the podcast world, um, Pastor James is trying to convince Dylan and I to... Uh, Shave our uh, facial hair just into a mustache, and uh, ain't gonna work. The consensus for us is no, and for uh, different reasons, really. Um, Dylan was like, "Look, man, I just need a thicker mustache. I um, use my goatee to hide a lot, and so can't really get rid of that. It's kind of uh, something. It's it's a safety net for me. So. Okay, I got you. I mean, I, I think it'd be a great move for you guys, but look, man, I feel like maybe, there can only be maybe one. The next Top Gun movie, we'll do it then. Twenty five more years. <laughs> yeah. Thirty five more years. Whatever it was. <laughs> Uh, look, only one of us really can can rock a mustache out of three, and I think if me and Dylan do it, it's just weird at this point. And so, you just wear it with pride, man. I am. I will. I'm I proud. Will. We support. I will. We Thank may you. not wear it, yeah. but we support. Thank you. Yeah. Thank like you. if you need more razors, like <laughs> we will start a subscription through the podcast. I'm like we'll, Dollar Shave Club. We'll try to get a sponsor. Don't worry. Well, fellas, we're going to jump into a fun conversation today. Um, we're just going to talk about alcohol. And should Christians really partake in this? And so before we jump in, is there kind of anything you guys want to say before we really get to like the meat of this podcast? Yeah, I think when you bring up this, like I'm a little nervous for this podcast. So like who's listening, what they're going to say, what they're going to think about it. Because I think anytime you bring up the idea of alcohol in the Christian world, I think it's like a taboo kind of thing. I mean, of course, we always joke about it on Sunday, like especially Southern Baptists, you don't dance, you don't drink. That's kind of like the, the known thing. Um, and so I think when we talk about alcohol, it's just, and I think there's, it's hard for, I think people to be, um, view it just through a biblical lens. I think we all come in with different thoughts on things that have happened in our past. Like I know for me, example, um, my, my grandpa growing up was alcoholic. And so I've seen the effects of, of alcohol in people's families. I've seen it destroy my family. I've seen it, a lot of harm that's taking place. And so there's a lot of people, and I think, and I think for for a good heart behind it, you had this like knee jerk reaction. I've seen the way it destroyed, and so I don't think anyone ever needs to touch it again. And so um, I, I think that I think that's what's hard. And everybody listening, you probably have a different. You, you may your your family may have been destroyed by alcohol. Yeah. You may be struggling with alcoholism. Um, you you may not be. I, I don't. You know. And I think that's that's the difficult thing about this topic is like we don't know where everybody's just listening. Like where you what you've gone through, what you've walked through. And so I think that's what makes the topic kind of hard. Absolutely. Like you said, like I think that there's usually two camps here. There's usually not like a middle of the road person who's like, oh, I don't know, it's up to you really. I feel like there's two camps. There's one camp who is, like you said, I've, I've seen it destroy my family. I've seen what it can do. And then another camp who kind of is like, yeah, but where's where's your biblical backing in that? Like right. I, I know your stories and I, I'm, I'm sympathetic and empathetic with that, but like, where does the Bible come into play in all of that? And so I think that I think you're right. This is a very controversial thing um, whenever people approach this topic. But before we really get into it, we want to throw out some definitions and define some things. 
when we say should Christians drink alcohol, should Christians, whatever, however we're going to phrase it, I think the the things that we have to know is we're not talking about getting tipsy or feeling it or buzzed or anything like that because we know that that is really that is the beginning of intoxication. And so whenever you're stepping into that realm, that is whenever you're really starting to say, okay, no, I'm getting to the point of drunk. You're entering drunkenness. And so we know that that is sinful. Another thing, we know that scripture says, obey the laws of the land. And so in America, you have to be 21 years old to drink. And so if you're 21 or younger or someone who who says, man, every time I drink, I want to get a good buzz or whatever it is like, this can't be a podcast that you use to justify what you do. So we have to lay ground rules. Like if those are two things that you struggle with or whatever, like still listen, still listen, yeah. but don't use this as a justification. Yeah. Cause I think it's like, make sure like upfront, like we're not talking like the idea of being drunk. Like Bible's pretty clear on that side of what that is doing something that, especially you know, what America, this idea of the laws, I mean, just blatantly disobedient to the law is not yeah. something that God, God calls sin. We know that God calls it sinful. And so I think it's good up front to know like, Hey, we're not talking about these two things. So the whole podcast from here on out, like we're not talking about getting drunk and we're not talking about if you're underage. So like, Absolutely. those are off the table. We're just going to go and say those are sinful. So we're it's not a good starting. So, place. so, so don't like we're, we're taking those off the table and, and saying, Hey, scripture is pretty clear on these, t- these things. Yeah. What about in, in the middle of that? You know, yeah. you're you're 21 years or older, um, and it's not intoxication. What as Christians, what do we do? You know, so yeah. And so, what does the Bible say about drinking? So one of the the first passages, I guess, that comes to my mind is in Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse seven. It says, "Go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do." And so, I think that would almost be a defense for yeah. saying, kind of hey, sounds you, like a positive, right? You you can drink. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you see. In, there's a couple in First Timothy actually. First Timothy five twenty three. No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. And so it felt kind of feels like that's a medicinal purpose for mm-hmm. it. Um, First Timothy three two through three. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober minded, self controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, and not a lover of money. And so, like, I kind of think, it, like we kind of talked about in the intro, is like, hey, like it, as long as you're not going far into that, that's, I, I don't. It just kind of feels both kind of positive. Yeah, I think when you look through the Bible, like I think if you're looking for a verse. Like, like, or I'll say it this way. Like, I think you can't find anywhere in Scripture where it's like the Bible teaches like complete abstinence. Like, yeah. like as a Christian or someone who's following the Lord, like you can never touch it ever in your life, like bar none. And so I think if you're looking for that, I mean, and I know people have, and again, I think people have different feelings on it based on history or based on things in their past. But I think when you're looking through Scripture, like Scripture never teaches like, hey, you can never touch this thing called alcohol. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, and not that this, well, like I was thinking of uh, this thing of the idea of sex. Like, can believers in a biblical marriage have sex? Absolutely, for sure. But also we know that sex can be taken out of context and it can be used for great harm. It is used for harm. There's a lot of lives that have been destroyed. And I think alcohol is in a similar place. It almost seems like it's a gift from God that's been given. 
but yet we also know that it also can cause extreme amounts of danger. So it's, it, I think if people are trying to justify that, I mean, we could go through more scripture. We, we won't do it in the podcast, but there's more scripture that speaks almost like this idea of wine is a gift from God. And, um, and it's, again, as you read in Ecclesiastes, enjoy it, you know? And so in those kind of verses like that, it speaks of not abstaining from it, but enjoying God's gift that he's given us. So. So we, we kind of saw some things that were a little positive, but, you know, are there any negatives? Like kind of we would look at it like, I don't know, maybe it seems like a warning. Well, I think this is why it's a debated topic is because it seems like the Bible has two different things to say on it. One of those passages that you're talking about, more of a negative, is in Proverbs. And Proverbs speaks, speaks a lot about it. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1 says, Wine is a mocker, beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. And it's, so it, it seems like, according to this proverb, that, if you're led astray by alcohol, you're not a wise man. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of piggyback off of that, a couple more out of Proverbs. Proverbs 31, 4 to 5. It is not for kings It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take drunk strength, less, drink, lest they drink and forget what they have been decreed and prevent the rights of the afflicted. Proverbs 21, 17. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. Whoever loves wine and oil will not be rich. Again, Proverbs 23, um, 30 to 35, those who tarry long over wine, those who go to try mixed wine, do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart utter perverse things. You will be like the one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies at the top of a mast. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. And then you have in Ephesians 5.18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Yeah, I think as y'all read, I mean, we, we could go more, just like, but there's a lot of verses, and actually we were talking about this earlier, there's probably more verses that speak of the warning toward uh, alcohol and its harmful effects that it can cause on your life. And so, it's, and I think, again, Dylan, what you said, like this is why I think this is such a debated topic is yeah. because it, it it almost speaks of the idea of, of wine and those things is a gift from God. But then so many passages speak of like, hey, this can cause great harm. And if you're not careful, this can destroy your life is in a sense what all these passages are speaking of and and or even going to Ephesians like if to be drunk and intoxicated to be under the influence is the whole idea in the Greek there of like if you're under the influence of this you're not under the influence of the Holy Spirit and yeah. so that's sinful and so you need to be very very careful with it and so I think that that's the you know as we have this conversation about can Christians drink all this kind of stuff like I think it's like just to hear the warnings that scripture over and over again going back to like sex and all these things like these are beautiful gifts of God money similar thing it's not wrong to have money but like scripture speaks a lot of like the love of money it causes great harm and danger if you take sex outside of biblical marriage like it causes a lot of harm if you take alcohol out of the context of and you abuse it or you use it as a means of coping or whatever it is like it can cause great harm not only in your life but in life in the lives of other people and so i think this is why christians are to approach this topic with a lot of uh, humility discernment um not be flippant i think in just like oh i you know i have freedom in christ i can just do whatever like i think this is why we need to approach this topic with a lot of humility and, and discernment yeah i mean i think you even see paul say it too of like like you just said, oh, I have freedom in Christ. Well, yeah, Paul says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Right. And so I think, like like we talked about, like I think that 
this is such a debated thing of like, man, like, but this is okay, but this says it's not okay, but I shouldn't or I should. And so I, I think that's what makes this so hard, like you, like you said. Um, and so kind of moving from there, uh, didn't Jesus drink wine? Like we see um, passages where Jesus shares the cup and he, all these things, like his first miracle is is turning water into wine. And at the end of the the in these Wedding days, thing. in these days, I, I couldn't. I was drawing blanks. Uh, <laughs> at the end of of the wedding, the 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 father of the bride. I, guess, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you, you're the scholar. I just sing the songs. Um, right. But basically, what happens is he comes out and he's like, "Well, why didn't y'all start with this? This is the this is the good stuff." And like usually in that time, you wait and did the water down stuff at the end. And so you see these kind of things. Like, well, what do we do with that? Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing. Of course, there's a lot of debate that people say, well, alcohol, wine, you know, Jesus in Jesus' day, it really didn't have alcohol content in it. And it's like, well, if that's the case, then why do they give commands not to be drunk on it? If you couldn't get, you know, if it has no alcohol content, then obviously you're not going to be able to get drunk on it. So I think some of those debates are kind of silly to have, you know. Um, And I think even in that example of Jesus turning water into wine, like he's like, we give the watered down version because most people have had too much to drink. And so therefore that's why we don't give the best, you know? And so I think you see that, you know, I I know you do at the end of Jesus, Jesus actually talks about in the um, Lord's supper where he talks about the idea of, you know, that he's actually not going to share in the cup because he's going to wait until he actually drinks it with us in heaven. And so there's almost like indication of like the wedding feast of heaven, um, that there will be wine present there that we'll get to enjoy. Now we understand there'll be, it will be in perfection. There'll be no sinfulness there, no ability right. to sin there. Um, and it'll be done with complete goodness and perfect. And so, you know, that's a different context in, in heaven. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that's the thing too, is you see Jesus, like if this is not something to be celebrated or whatever, then why, like, why would he create wine at yeah. a wedding? You know, well, it, one thing I was thinking of as you were talking about the, the wedding feast is the people enjoyed the wine. I mean, it came to the end of it. Like I said, he brought up, it was the best wine for the end, and the people enjoyed it, or otherwise they would have known it was the best. So they enjoyed the wine. He, like you said, he, he made it for us to be able to enjoy. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think that that's, uh, again, like one of the things that, that can cause division of kind of what camp you fall into. Um, but also another one, I think, that can make people kind of find places to split hairs and me against this and them against whatever. Um, Romans 14. Uh, I think this is a, a, a way that we uh, believers uh, can use to justify one or the other. Um, Romans 14, the beginning of it is, is don't look down on your brother's beliefs. Um, but the end of it is, but if you are doing something as the stronger believer causing the weaker believer to stumble, you probably should abstain from it. And I, I know that for, for me in my life, uh, I've heard all my life. You just don't do it. You just got to stay away from it. So how does Roman 14 play into this? Yeah. Well, l- let me read just a part of it just so we can all, I don't know if people may be driving, so don't don't look at your Bible. I'll, I'll just read it and just listen. Eyes so on the road. That's it. Yeah, eyes yeah. on the road. What um, a compassionate man. And that's it. But it says this. It says, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but decide rather to never put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother or sister. I know and I'm persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but is unclean for anyone who thinks it's unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat and you are no longer walking in love by what you eat, do not destroy the one from whom Christ died. 
So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Spirit. However, thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual building up. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything indeed is clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is not good to eat meat or to drink wine or to do anything that causes your brother or sister to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blesses the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has uh, doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not done in faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin." And so in this, like you, you have this whole debate, and I think a lot of it, the debate was this idea of this food that was being offered to idols. And so there were people that were like, hey, at the end of the day, like idols aren't real and this is just food. And so again, at the true, Paul's like, true. Like if you if you see that it's just food, then you don't have to eat it or you can eat if you want to. But then there's other people that were like, that came, they were saved out of a lot of this idolatry. And for them, they were like, felt really convicted about it. And so he's like, look, there's your brothers and sisters in Christ that are convicted about eating this food. Um, and so it's almost like what Jesus says, which I think is a really hard statement, is like everything you should do proceed out of faith and love for one another. Meaning that when you think about, and let's say we're talking about drinking, is the context is not just about what do I want to do, but what is good for other people. And could me doing this cause a brother or sister to stumble? Is there people in my life that this could affect or that there, there are people? And it actually, Scripture says this, look. And I just say this in the context of, of drinking. Like, if you feel that drinking's wrong and sinful, then I would, don't do it. I mean, if you feel that in your heart and you feel like, man, I don't feel like I can do this, the Scripture's very clear, then don't do it. But again, at the same time, you can't then place that conviction you have on someone else. But if you don't have the conviction, you say, I think it's okay for me to do this, you need to be very careful, aware of the circumstance of people around you, perceptions of people around you, because he's like, hey, don't, everything should flow out of our life for the mutual upbuilding of people, love, the kingdom of God. And actually he says this, don't let food, drinking wine, like that shouldn't disrupt the kingdom. So in the context, and I think that's again what makes it kind of muddy the waters a little bit, is like you can, it's a gift from God, but at the same time, there are people that struggle with it. And so you need to be very careful, discerning, humble, in your approach toward alcohol, um, because it could be it could be used as harm in a believer's life, and so you need to be very careful with it. Absolutely, and, and I think that, like you're saying, like this is, this is what makes it hard, man. Like, and what approach do you take? And and this is why, again, like prayer in this is is a huge thing. Like, I, I think that again, we've we've said it a ton on the podcast. Like, if you ask the Lord to to reveal things to you. This can be one of them. Like it's not like he's going to be like, no, you have to figure this out on your own. Like he's he's faithful. He's going to answer. And so I, th- I think that one of the things that you've you've talked about this before is questions to consider when we approach this. Um, whenever if if someone is saying, hey, you know what, I, I feel like for me it's okay. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to share today? Like, hey, maybe maybe just look in the the lens of this as you approach it. Yeah, I would say just as you're listening, just I think here's some questions that you can walk through. I think one is like, would this go against my conscience? So just thinking, I mean, that's what scripture, like basically if, if if by doing it you feel like you're sinning, you feel like you're doing wrong, then scripture's pretty clear. Then don't do it. I mean, it's just so I think asking that question, do you feel a conviction about it? If you don't, okay, that's fine. But if you do, then you need to uh, abstain. I think. Um, another, some other questions I, I wrote down that I think to consider is why do I feel the need to consume al- alcohol? And so I think it's like asking that, like, why, 
why do I feel drawn to it? And so I think it's like reflecting on, on that. Um, I think asking the question, could, could alcohol be an escape for me? So could I be using alcohol as a means to escape um, instead of running to Jesus, instead of running to find relief in Him and rest in Him? Is I, am I using that to, to cause me not to worry? You know? And so am I using it as a coping mechanism or am I using it as an escape? Uh, could alcohol, could me consuming alcohol cause someone to stumble? So I think we ask that question. In doing it in environments, could it cause people around me to stumble? I think the last question was a good question for whatever we do, and that's am I glorifying God? Am I glorifying God when I do this? Because Scripture is very clear: whatever whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And so, you could apply this to to, to drinking. It, it, are you able to glorify God in doing it? If so, okay, that's good. If not, or you don't feel like there's a circumstance where you're able to to it doesn't bring glory to God. Then I mean, Scripture is very clear: anything that we do that wouldn't bring glory to God, then we need to we need to back off on. You know, absolutely. Those are some good questions, Pastor. Nice work on those. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> so that, that was his version of shaving into a mustache. That's what that was. Um, and so just kind of a, a final question. Uh, and, and I know that we've said a lot on this podcast. I know we've kind of hit every angle that we we've could. We kind of, before we started recording, we tried to find ways to speak to everything. And so just want to ask the question, should Christians drink? I'll just read the answer that I have written down, and we'll... <laughs> Everybody can take it as it is. So, so I think based on what we've talked about, the biblical text, every like taking into consideration, here's here's where I think we've arrived at looking at things. So, a Christian can faithfully walk after Christ and consume alcohol responsibly in moderation. So, I think the Scripture speaks of that. A Christian can they can live faithfully to Jesus and they can consume alcohol responsibly and in moderation. But there's another I think caveat to that. But a Christian should be aware of the dangers of alcohol and not cause someone to stumble because of it. And so I think at the same time, it's like, can I? Yes. Should I? I can't answer that question. Um, and I think that's the question every individual person has to ask. I mean, can a Christian drink alcohol responsibly in moderation? I think yes. I think the Scripture is clear. But should you? That's a whole different question. Yeah, that's and a I, question you have to answer yourself. Right. And I, and I think it's it's that reality of like, it, it, is this beneficial? You know, for some people, it may say, hey, this is not beneficial for me. Or I know I'm going to turn it into a coping mechanism. I know I'm going to turn to this when I'm upset, when I'm stripped. I'm going to turn to this thing instead of turning to Jesus. So if you're that, like, hey, you need to refrain. Like, that's not a good thing where you're using it is that sense. And so I think it's wrestling with those questions. Again, I don't want to tell anyone on the podcast, like, Here's what you should do because what it seems to be is there's freedom in Christ of like of of convictions. Um, here's what the Bible says about it, and then you need to seek the Lord yeah. on your behalf, and then whatever you do, do it for love of one another, and do it for the building up of the church, and don't allow what you do to cause people to stumble or to hinder the work of God, you know, around you. Yeah, and I think practically, like you kind of spoke to it a little bit, but like practically, there's easy questions you can ask yourself too whenever. It's can I? Yes, scripture's clear. Should I? If you have an addictive personality or you have seen that alcoholism has has ran in your family, um, maybe that's something that you can invite community in on. And and again, say like, hey, something I'm walking through, just kind of want to get you guys' opinion because I think that whenever it's just us, we can convince ourselves of anything. Um, and I think also like if if you're the person who at the end of a hard day is like, you know what, I just want to go just binge six episodes of the office and try to just kind of unwind from the day. If in that you're like, you know what? I know other people drink to relieve their stress. Maybe I should do that too. Again, invite community in and be like, Hey, I don't, 
I don't know if this is right and and be able to hear a hard answer of no if it's no. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I know for me, like growing up with, you know, my grandfather struggling with alcohol, like I remember my dad sat me down and was like, hey, son, like this is your grandfather struggled with this. And like, I don't want this to be a struggle for you. And I remember just there was the almost like a not a, a fear, but just like a I was like, man, I need to be super careful around this thing, because like if my grandfather had this addictive personality, what if I what if I have an addictive personality? And, and I think we all have addictive personalities in different things. Of course, that's just sin in general. But I think that's like, you know, for me, it was always like, man, I need to be super careful because I don't want to cause, I don't want to do anything that would harm me, someone else. Um, I don't want to destroy, you know, and there's so many lives that have been destroyed because of alcohol. And so I think it's just being very, very aware, discerning in it and not just being flippant in it. You know, as Christian, I think it need, we need to take thought and prayer into it. Um, and then wherever we feel the Holy Spirit of God is leading us in this and based on our convictions, um, to not then force that on other people and then also to be very careful about what we do, where we do it, how we do it, you know. Absolutely. I, I think that um, this is one of those podcasts, like you said at the beginning, like it's a topic that's hard and that it's it's difficult to to approach because there are so many different opinions out there. And so, fellas, thank you all for sitting down and uh, to just having a, a real conversation. And I uh, just want to let you know if you have any uh, questions or complaints, email those to us at Dylan at com, And he would love to, to bounce back at you. Thanks for checking out another episode of Tuesday Take, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>